Does Canon Matter? Greetings, fellow netfolk. I'm going to talk about canon, continuity, and all manner of other things related to how we perceive a piece of entertainment and how great an impact our opinion on what that entertainment is and what that entertainment isn't has on other people. And you know there is a chance people may get a bit upset with me as I talk about this because I will be giving my opinions. So if that is the case, then I apologize in advance for any distress I may cause you. But bear in mind that because I'm just talking about my opinion, that means that I'm not making any definitive statements here. I'm not saying reality is one way or another. But I'd like to investigate this idea of what counts and what doesn't when you're looking at a well-known piece of media. Because... I've seen a lot of discussions, and I think people are very emotionally driven when it comes to their favorite movie or their favorite TV show. There are particular parts of the lore of that movie or that TV show that they particularly identify with, and they kind of feel as though people who don't like those parts of that media also therefore don't like them, or think of them as invalid. They think of them as an invalid person, and that's really not the case. We know this, right? We can be adults here. If you disagree with someone about whether or not Spider-Man's eyes are moving, that does not mean that that other person is a subhuman creature or an ideological enemy of all that you hold dear. Unless you happen to be the person who animated those eyes for days on end in a tiny cubicle, trying desperately to get the motion right. I don't know. But that sort of thing aside, something that folks will often do when they're trying to appeal to some authority when talking about their favorite TV series or series of movies or what have you, is they'll talk about what is and is not canon. The official according to Hoyle reality, as written down by the creators of the thing, or as already broadcast on the thing, or as appears on the wiki page for the thing. And the funny thing here is that... It really varies quite a lot, because everyone has a slightly different opinion about what canon is, and yet they persist in trying to take a show's canon and aim it at anyone that disagrees with them and use it as a weapon as though it were, well, a canon. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, just because it's called canon doesn't mean you get to blow other people up with it. But let's explore this a little bit. I'm going to talk primarily about three franchises. I'm going to talk about Doctor Who, Star Wars, and Marvel, and a few other things are going to get honorable mentions that I may talk about a tiny bit as well, if I've got some time. But for right now, let's tackle the big ones, or the ones that are taking up the most space in my head anyway, right now. So, Doctor Who. This is a TV show that has 50 plus years of media that's been produced about it. So when you look at the whole of it, determining what does and doesn't count can be a thorny problem at best. Now, I've had friends who've told me that the current showrunner of the series, as of the date of this recording in 2016, Stephen Moffat, has said that absolutely every piece of media that has been produced about Doctor Who is canon, including the Peter Cushing films. Funny thing about that, I finally found out that what he meant about the Peter Cushing films was that he wanted to indicate that those two movies where Peter Cushing plays the first Doctor, well, sort of, he's actually playing a character based on the first Doctor, but in this case the character in those movies is human, just a human scientist who's invented a time machine. Those movies, he wanted to say, are also movies 
in the Doctor Who universe. That somehow those two stories about the Daleks got out and those two movies were still made by Peter Cushing. And that's an amusing idea. If I remember correctly, Moffat couldn't actually make an official reference to it in the body of the TV series. I think he wanted to use the posters from those movies, but I think the rights to use them ended up not being in their budget, so they can't actually refer to those movies in the TV series. I think that's actually what happened. Kind of like with the Fox TV movie starring the Eighth Doctor. I think there's a rights issue there, so they can't directly refer to the events of that movie. The thing being, Moffat has said that everything is canon, and... I think he likes to lean back on the excuse of it being a time travel show to explain all of that. He, I think, feels like he doesn't have to explain it because, oh, history just changed. And that's really, in my opinion, kind of a crutch. That's kind of sloppy writing that can get you into trouble. If you write with that philosophy that you can just change whatever you want because you can change history and the changes therefore don't matter then you kind of take away the point of having written one thing in the first place. You're removing its impact. And I'm not talking about the mechanism here. Yes, okay, someone's gone back in time and changed something. The past is now different. That works, mechanically. But it kind of messes up the story. Because unless your story is specifically about making that change, then you're rendering the thing that you're changing a kind of a narrative cul-de-sac. You're removing the consequence of whatever happened completely from play, and the characters can just skip along without having to worry about it. But like I said, you are working in this example in particular, with 50-plus years of material. So how can dozens of writers working on the show now possibly keep track of that? I mean, it's got to be a pain even trying to keep up with each other's stuff, let alone something that was written almost half a century ago. So I think for sanity's sake, when you're talking about this show, you have to at least try to be somewhat reasonable, you know? Sure, he has said that everything is canon. But in reality, does that matter? And to tell you the truth, I don't think it does. You've got episodes of the TV show that were inspired by some of the audio plays and that were inspired by some of the books that came out. So if you were to put all of that into the same continuity, then you're saying that some of the same things happened multiple times to the Doctor and somehow he didn't remember later when it happened again. The biggest example of that, I think, being Paul Cornell's novel Human Nature, which was written with the seventh Doctor in mind, and which he then adapted into the screenplay for those two Tenth Doctor episodes with the same premise. If you say that both of those things are canon, then both of them happened. And yes, you can try to lean on the Moffat explanation and say that history changed, but then you run into the problem of making that novel meaningless, and so on. I mean, heck, even if you only take just the TV show's continuity, you had three different Atlantises. Within just a few years of each other, actually. I believe they all happened within roughly the same decade. Or close to it, it was Troughton and Pertwee, the second and third Doctors, that encountered those three different versions of Atlantis. Additionally, I have friends who are big fans of the Big Finish audio plays. I think they're really well done, I'm a fan of them myself. They also like to cry from the rooftops that those audio plays are canon. And while technically correct, especially as you had with the Eighth Doctor, that sort of, I believe, 
believe they call them minisodes, that minisode that they released with Paul McGann on the web not too long ago, within the last three or four years, I think. I believe that was when the transition went over from the 11th Doctor to the 12th Doctor, and they brought back stuff about the Time War, so the, the end of the 8th Doctor's incarnation became important. Even with that, where he mentions a bunch of companions that he had from the Big Finish audio plays, folks say that that makes all of that stuff canon, and technically they're right that there must have been characters by those names in the TV show continuity, or at least they are if you count minisodes released only on the web as part of the TV show continuity. But even taking Moffat's statement that he may have made at one time or another, um, I actually haven't seen that interview or heard that interview, and I've looked for it, but I haven't actually found the source cited on that one. I am curious to see that, but I'm willing to believe that he said it, because I've seen him talk about himself being the final arbiter of what is and is not canon. But even with that, does it matter? And I hate to say it, but I don't think it does. And believe me, I am a fan of the Big Finish audios. I am a fan of the Virgin novels. I have read those. Not as many of them as I would like to have, but I've read some of them. I haven't read any of the BBC novels, but I have no qualms with them per se. I've even read some of the comics, and I liked those all right. The thing is, though, what comes down to canon mattering or not mattering to me is what you're going to be able to reasonably have a conversation about with somebody. I think that is the part that matters for most of us. Now, if you're doing a thing where you're actually, say, writing for the show, or you're writing some piece of licensed media, or even if you're writing fan fiction, then the canon distinctions become more important for you. The details do matter in cases like that, if that's what you're doing. But if you're just talking about it with folks, there is a question of levels of knowledge about a thing. So let's say you are a master mathematician, and you're talking to an art student, and you're really excited about math, and the art student is also kind of excited about math. So you're both fans of it. There is still only so much of the volume of stuff that you know that you're going to be able to talk about with that art student before he gets a glazed look on his face. And the specifics of what you're talking about just aren't going to be relevant to the conversation. Knowledge of Doctor Who is like that. I think knowledge of pretty much any franchise you're a fan of can be like that. And sure, if you've got two quote-unquote high-level knowledge fans talking to each other, it can be fun to sit there and talk about deep specifics, get into the weeds about things, and talk about how many stitches there are in the official scarf pattern, that kind of thing. But what I think matters for the majority of conversations folks are going to have is what you see on screen, and what is still going to be shown on screen. So right now, what that means is, in the case of stuff the BBC and various other outlets are broadcasting, the current series, and the one before it, because there are probably still episodes of that being shown, and then if you're having kind of a fan-level conversation, you can expect that maybe they go back... As far as the previous Doctor, they might go back as far as Tennant. They might go back as far as Eccleston. But much as it pains me to say it, you can't necessarily expect them to go back much further than that because more people have been exposed to Doctor Who in the last 10 years than I think were ever exposed to it during its original run. So what the majority of folks, at least, will recognize is the newer stuff. Now, we also have spin-off TV shows. We have K9 and Company from the 1980s. 
all one episode of it. We have Torchwood, which I'd really like them to make more of, actually. And we have the Sarah Jane Adventures. And we will have a show I believe it's going to be called Class coming up soon. Those all are, or will be, canon. Do they matter? Well, I think they probably get a little bit more of a look in than anything that wasn't televised. But I reckon you can't expect most of the people you talk to to have also seen those series. At a guess, I'd say of the spin-offs, Torchwood is probably the most popular. So if they've seen any of those, they've probably seen that. But again, I think it's only really going to matter to your conversation if the other person has seen it or is interested in seeing it. But anyway, the stuff that's happened over the last 10 years is what matters most in these conversations. That's what most of the people you run into are going to be paying attention to, and that's also what most of the people working on the show are going to be paying attention to. With some exceptions, but I'll get into those in a bit. They may very well be too busy to give even those earlier Ninth Doctor and Tenth Doctor episodes a second thought, let alone Torchwood or Sarah Jane, or the webcasts, or the novels, the video games, the audio plays, comics, and stage plays. To be frank, this is why we ended up having three Atlantises. Just like it was back in the 60s, even if it's just the core TV show, that's still a lot for a person to try to keep track of. Most people won't have the audio as a reference point. Most people won't have the books as a reference point. I think a majority of people won't have the original series as a reference point. Although, my understanding is that up until quite recently, they were able to find a good amount of the original series on streaming services like Netflix. I think there has been a shift in that very recently. I think it went from Netflix to somewhere else. I cannot remember off the top of my head right now, whether it was Amazon or somewhere else, or if the BBC is starting its own thing, I'm not sure. There have been news stories out about this, and I haven't looked at them recently. But anyway, there are avenues through which you can see the original series, and there are people who have gone to that trouble. And of course, then you have folks who have been fans since the original series, like myself. But you have to look a little harder to find us. Now, what I will say is that that doesn't mean you can't talk about things like the Big Finish audios, or the books, or the comics, or the original series, or the Peter Cushing movies. In fact, it's a good way to turn fellow fans onto more media, and stuff that's decent quality, too. Stuff that they may enjoy. And there's no reason to discount the side media, like the books or the audio plays or whatnot. I think they still have some relevance to even regular conversations about Doctor Who, because the people who are writing it, and the people who have been writing it for the last ten years, are aware of that other media. Some of them are fans of it. Some of them even wrote for that other media. There are people who have worked on the show who have also written novels from the Virgin series, like Paul Cornell, whom I mentioned earlier. There are people working on the show who have also worked on the Big Finish stuff. And that's even more the case now, because it seems like Big Finish has gotten the rights to mention stuff from the new series now. And they're actively doing audio plays with characters from the new show. So those other lesser-known stories have had an effect and are going to continue to have an effect on the TV show as it is now. And that will also play into conversations about it. But what I'm saying is, I think that finding common ground when talking about these kinds of things is more important than being right. So if you get into a geek argument, if you take it so far that you quote-unquote win points, 
then you're really damaging the other person's love of that thing that was up until very recently something that you shared with them. So you shouldn't wield cannon like a weapon. And I mean in the case of Doctor Who, sure, you can bring up all manner of stuff, but it may or may not be helpful to the situation. And you know what? Yeah, everything right now, I guess, technically is canon if you believe what Moffat has said, which is that he believes he is the arbiter of what is canon and everything is. But also keep in mind, he's not going to be the showrunner for that much longer. So what is and is not canon can change. And again, that's even assuming you subscribe to that definition of canon in this case. But enough about Doctor Who. My god, this is going to be a long episode. I wonder if I should break this up into bits. Apparently I have a lot to say about this subject. Okay, tell you what. Seeing as I've already rambled for much longer than I'd intended, we're going to try to make this into a multi-part episode. Subject. Series. I don't know how that's going to work, because I started with the thing that I'm closest to. My Doctor Who fandom probably is more prominent than any of my other fandoms, but I think I'll try breaking it up into multiple parts and see how that goes. So, this has been part one, as it turns out, of my epic canon rant, and soon forthcoming shall be part two, wherein I'll talk about how much canon matters with respect to Star Wars. And again, I'm a really major Star Wars fan, but I do know more about Doctor Who than I know about Star Wars, so we'll see if that's a shorter episode. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't be. Maybe I shall have feelings that will get inextricably intertwined with my opinions on the matter, and cause me to ramble for a ridiculously long time once again. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Either way, I will talk to you then. In the meantime, take care, and I will see you all of a sudden.